All right. Welcome back to the Better Off Podcast. I don't know what number this is. I think it's um, number four. Yeah, with sure. With the Better Off name. Yeah, it's our third Formula One podcast. We did the livery. We did Bahrain. And now this is number three. We're going to be talking about the race. We're going to be talking about the odds. Uh, we're going to be talking about our backgrounds. Um, mine is obviously uh, the Fuck You Max Verstappen, which I think is amazing. Um, I think it's better than the crying Jordan. That's just me because he's so happy. He's like, yeah, I'm young and I'm rich and I drive a race car. Um, and then Harrison will talk about his. We're also today, we just decided this before coming on the air. This is the Toto Wolf episode. And you will all understand why this is the Toto Wolf episode once we get to the end. But like, there is so much Toto Wolf for us to discuss today. And it's like, it's it's very this how this has not gotten into drive to survive it either speaks to a total lack of like vision on the part of netflix or it speaks to how powerful toto wolf is that he was just like nope you're not going to do that but we'll talk about it later one or Let's the other yeah harrison talking about his background and then we'll jump in so this weekend there in imola i had to bring back the first of two sad George Russell, Russell memes from last year. Uh, sad George. Crashing behind the safety car with uh, with 10 laps to go while in the points. Never a good sign, but we'll get to it. Uh, like you said, Total Wolf Podcast. I'm going to throw him into everything we talk about. Oh I don't my care if we're God. talking about racing or Aston Martin, mm-hmm. Ferrari, Toto. Red Bull. Toto's Toto. going to be in there knocking down mm-hmm. the door. Toto. Uh, Amazing. All right, so I think I think the the first thing we should talk about is is last year's Imola Grand Prix, right? It was the first time they were back there in a while, and it was a two day weekend, pretty hectic. In one of the one of the most interesting, not only races but qualifying's as well. I'm I'm looking at last year's, and the top three are normal. Botas gets pole, so he out qualifies Hamilton. Not rare, but not very often. Verstappen third, and then it goes Gasly, Ricardo, Albon, Leclerc, Kvyat, Norris, and Sainz. So like, the, the midfield in Imola, I don't know if it was the two-day race weekend or just coming to a new track. It was it was wide open. It was very interesting. But it's so interesting. Like, look at these guys. Gasly qualified fourth out of Formula One. Uh, Gasly's in Formula One still. Oh, no, wait. Albon. Out of Formula One. Kvyat, out of Formula One. Um, it just, uh, I guess it's not that interesting because it's only two of them. But hey, two, of the, anyway. two of the top ten. Yeah, that's yeah, almost that, 20%. Almost. Um, but yeah, so that led to a really, a really fun race last year, right? It was, this is going to be touched on later on once we start getting into, into the betting lines. But it was one of Red Bull's best showings compared to the Mercedes. Even though Hamilton won by 30-odd seconds, Verstappen was challenging Botas for the lead basically all race. And Hamilton, like we've talked about before, his deal with the devil goes long on his first set of tires, gets a nice VSC right as, he, right as he's passing the pit lane, pits from the lead, comes out in the lead, and, and that was that, right? Love and the virtual then, safety car. Yeah, and Hamilton just always, always getting getting what he needs. And we'll be talking about Lewis, and we will be talking about the virtual safety car bet later on as well. Yep. 
Um, and Verstappen was was past Botas, I believe, for second, which without the without the safety car basically puts him in the lead. He was challenging the Mercs all race, and then a puncture sends him into the gravel trap, which opened up for Danny Rick's podium, one of Danny Rick's podiums last year, Kvyat getting fourth place, Leclerc in fifth in the Ferrari. I mean, I'm excited for this this weekend. I actually went to the bank the other day to make a withdrawal, and Danny Kvyat is now a teller at a bank near Columbus Circle. What, um, is it like a sketchy Russian bank? No, it's a Chase bank with a sketchy Russian teller. But I was like, hey, aren't you an F1 driver? And he was like, nope, I'm a bank teller. Not anymore. Sorry. But, so this, the recap leads to my image, right? George Russell in the points paying position, 10 laps to go. Can he score his first F1 points? No, he crashed behind the safety car. But I think that was in the first... The first F1 points for Williams since in, uh, have you have you even been alive for a Williams F1 point? I, I'm not I'm not sure. It's been it's, a it's, long it's time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah, you haven't been alive for that either. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at the standings. Alfa Romeo, 9 and 10. Double points finish for them. They looked strong last weekend. I'm I'm excited for this. So let's let's get into the betting lines. Something interesting that I saw. Maybe it's the degenerate in me. Maybe it's maybe it's my job. Um after last race, I was looking at the odds. Just straight up to win. Hamilton and Verstappen tied up plus 125. Botas plus 650. That was two and a half weeks ago. I checked yesterday to prepare for this. Hamilton, Verstappen, both tied at 125 still, but the rest of the field all went up. Botas goes from plus 650 to plus 750. Perez goes plus 1,000 to plus 1,100. Leclerc goes plus 4,000 to plus 5,000. Is this just the bookmakers just being like, nah, no one else? So that that actually makes sense. It makes sense to me. On the one hand, we know that books work, that the odds move as the money comes in, right? So it's possible that money came in on Verstappen and Hamilton and no one else, and that moved the line. Um, Also, I think that you're just accounting for life possibility, right? Like three days ago, it was possible that Lewis Hamilton might get hit by a train or that Max Verstappen might get COVID. Um, The closer we get to the race, the less likely it is that, you know, some, you know, deus ex machina event happens that knocks these guys out of the race and gives other guys more of a chance the closer we get to them starting in my opinion the better chance it is for them to win and therefore the further chances it is for everyone else yep that makes a lot of sense so i mean i really want to talk about the hamilton verstappen duel because for the race win they're tied plus 125 plus 125 to qualify for pole position, Verstappen is minus 120, plus 125. Is this is this accounting for Mercedes strategy over Red Bull strategy? Is this accounting for Hamilton versus Verstappen over race length? I, I think that it's accounting for both. 
basically, I think it's that, like, yeah, Max Verstappen is fast as hell. The Red Bull is closer to the Mercedes than it's been in the last decade. Um, you know, maybe Max clips him. But, like, I, I think that over the length of a full race, you have to, again, so your pick for race winner is Ver, is Verstappen plus 125. My pick for race winner is Lewis Hamilton plus 125. Because as I said last week, until proven otherwise, if you give me Lewis Hamilton plus money to win a Formula One race, I am taking it every single time on every single track. And he's not going to win every race. But history says that he's going to win more than not. Not only is he not going to win every race, but win a lot. He's going to win more than he's not going to win. He's going to win more than half the races. So for me, Hamilton plus 125 is is an auto pick. Yep. Okay. Let's I, I want to dive in into our first picks actually. So I'm on Verstappen plus 125 to win. Just after last season, it was basically Red Bull's closest race with Mercedes until Verstappen blew a tire and the the VSC. And Verstappen gets past Hamilton on the first lap, is challenging Botas the rest of the race. They're gapping Hamilton. I, With the upgrades that Red Bull's brought this year, and after seeing Bahrain, after seeing Max hunt down Hamilton after the last pit stop, I just I feel really confident with Max at this track. He showed it last year, unfortunately, the puncture, like I said. But I think that it can only benefit Red Bull from where they were last year. So I'm locking it in. We're stopping plus 125 to win the race. And I just, I'd like to hear a little bit more about gears for Hamilton. I know you said Hamilton plus money always, but what what are you thinking? It's really just that. Like, I'd, I'd love to say that it's a deeper thought process, but I, I find your argument for Verstappen very good. And if Verstappen wins, I will not be shocked. But this is really just like, Give me, give me a long track. Give me a track like Monaco with lots of twists and turns. Give me a two-stop track. Give me a one-stop track. Um, you know, give me rain. Give me whatever. Until proven otherwise, I, I just, if you're going to give me plus money on Lewis Hamilton, this feels to me like picking, you know, Rafa Nadal on clay or Federer at Wimbledon, you know, for that five to seven-year period. Or, you know, Jordan in the finals. Like, it just, it yeah, just we, can, we can break it down. But basically, until someone shows me that Lewis Hamilton is not the favorite in every race, I'm going to take him plus money. Because he's also, he's not racing unless there is a crash. Which, by the way, is the main reason to qualify up front. To avoid what happens in a pileup. Um, Hamilton's only racing three other cars, maybe, right? He's not racing the field. He's racing Verstappen. Maybe, maybe he's racing Leclerc. And, and you know, some craziness, right? You allow for maybe Botas. You allow for maybe Vettel. You allow for, like... But in reality, he's not having to beat the whole field. He's just having to beat the two or three other guys who were anywhere near him, which he does on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, at most most races I think I would be on Hamilton plus money because how can you after the last 
six years, right? Since the hybrid era, six or seven years. But I don't know. I think Red Bull's got some tricks up their sleeve. Christian Horner is going to be out for blood after last race. Thinks They all think they got shafted out of a win. So I think Red Bull comes fired right. up. See another sub two but seconds. This is the stop. Total Wolf episode. Yes, this is the Total Wolf episode. So Total Wolf will, Toto. will probably out strategize Christian Horner, even though they're not the ones doing the strategy, but I'm going to pretend they are. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I'm matter. Gonna, I like giving myself work. So we're gonna do we're gonna do uh, Christian Horner, Toto Wolf, boxing gloves on. They're ready to rumble. Ooh, like rock'em sock'em Austrian German robots. Yeah, and then next race I'll do that, and one of their heads will pop up. Whoever whoever loses. Yeah. Nice. Right. Um. So, so cool. uh, we're talking about bets. Um. Do people know what we do, Alex? You want to let them know? We, we, the better off app that you can find in the Apple or the Android store. Yeah, that's the we better are, off app that you can find in the Apple yeah. or Google Play store. Indeed, for free. You don't have to pay. You don't have to have all the money that Toto Wolf has. Or Which is Shadow a lot, Wolf. by the way. A lot of money. Um, we are a sports wagering information crowdsourcing and monetization platform. What is that, Alex? Good question. Um, you don't lay bets on our platform. You make picks, and then you can actually see through our deep data and analytics built on the blockchain, blockchain, okay, how Ooh, people have done. Words. So they're not just sitting, yeah. So they're not just sitting there on Twitter claiming like an eighty-five percent win rate, or someone on ESPN claiming who was that girl who was on ESPN for like five minutes? They said she won at ninety-one percent. She was on TV for like a month before they realized it was crap, and they had to pull her. It was amazing. We'll find out who she is and we'll do a graphic. Um, but yes, we are the ultimate sports wagering tips and crowd sharing platform and community. And you, you, the viewer, can also make money using our platform. You don't just have to go on there and pay for other people's crap. If you're good and you know that Harrison and I are wrong and that Verstappen and uh, and Lewis aren't going to win the race, but here comes Checo from the back, and you can do that, and you can build up your cred that you know this stuff. You can start your own paid channel. You can have subscribers. You can make money off of this stuff, and then you can come on the podcast, and you can tell me and Harrison where to get off. We Free. Would love, we would love that. Yes. Free download. Apple, Android, uh, everywhere. Everywhere. All right. I I wherever you are right now, around the corner. Yep. Wherever you are right now, look to your left. You can download it there. It's there. It's free. It's free to use. And then there are premium features. It's called freemium, but you get a whole lot of cool stuff for free. So there you go, Harry. There you go. Well, thank you for that. That was expertly done. Thank you. All right. So. Another place we're disagreeing on because we've looked at the, we talked about these bets yesterday. The top three finish, so it's basically a third place bet, right? If I could, if I could bet someone the exact finishing place of someone, I would rather for better odds. I would, but they don't offer that because I'm just chalking it up that Hamilton Verstappen gonna get one too, unless something crazy happens. But I mean, I agree it, with that. I, that I agree with. For the same reason that, like, until someone shows me that there is a reason beyond, you know, 
a screwed up pit stop um, that Verstappen and Lewis aren't one, two that Verstappen and Lewis are one, two. Yep. All right. So the top three finish bet, basically a third place bet. Let's hear what, let's hear what you chose. All right. So I have as my third place bet, really uh, Perez. Okay. Checo at plus one forty. Um, I just, the, the guy has showed us that he can place, he can place from anywhere on the grid. He can't, he can more than just place. He can podium from anywhere on the grid. The power unit is good. The racing is good. And, and, you know, I, I think that we're seeing, look, Botas has been a great number two driver for Mercedes. Who's just been blanked by Lewis his entire career, more or less. Um, but he's been able to be the great number two driver because he can handle the AMG and he could drive it well enough to put space between himself and whoever the fourth and fifth place drivers were, right? Number two driver at Red Bull and then whoever sort of like comes around. The field is closer now. I don't think that Valtteri Botas is the third best driver in the field. And I think that his car doesn't make up for it as much anymore now that Checo has a great car. So uh, with Botas at plus 100 and with Checo at plus 140, my bet for third place, which takes the top three as uh, Verstappen and Hamilton plus who, my plus who is Checo Perez at plus 140. All right. See, I think, personally, I think there's better... Val- I, don't, I don't know if it's superstition... I don't know if it's dumb of me, but I think Botas plus 100 to finish in the top three, I I think is almost, maybe it's not as secure as the Hamilton to win at at plus money, but I mean, he's been blanked by Hamilton his whole career, but Botas has shown some magic. Like last season of Drive to Survive, you know he wants, he wants to, to, to dig deeper and to really challenge Hamilton. We have yet to see it. At Bahrain, we didn't see it, but I don't know. It's a crazy track. I think Botas plus money, or even money, basically, to finish anywhere in the top three is is a safe bet for me, and that's probably what I'll be riding. Okay. Well, look, it's going to be interesting. This, this, you know, Checo in the Red Bull, you know, if he's up front, that might be your best ticket for Verstappen to be able to beat Lewis. Those two being there and being able to team drive against Hamilton. Um, right. I think we may really see Checo push it. Um, and we're going to see. We, we've said it before. The Red Bull number two seat has not been a good place to be, right? Ricardo was there. He had success, but he left because Verstappen was the man. Um, and then we had the Gasly, um, Alex Albon situation. Um, Albon out of Formula One. Gasly back without the Tari. Checo Perez now in the two seat, and we're going to see, does Sergio Perez give a damn about the, the Red Bull curse, or, or is he going to be a better number two or 1A driver to Verstappen than Botas is to Hamilton? Well, I think, I think it, the fact that he gives a damn about being number two at Red Bull, but also does he give a damn about really the same, the same question instead of, breaking the curse working together 
Like, Perez isn't a Gasly or an Albon who's pretty new. Perez has been around the block. Is he going to be the one that that gives that doesn't go for a gap that Verstappen leaves because Red Bull want them to work together to catch Hamilton? I I don't know. Perez has shown fight before. He's shown yeah. You know he was really loyal to Racing Point. They dumped him in the last half of the season. After that, he went at it. He did what he did. There really didn't seem to be any team team rules there. I, yeah, so I don't look, know. It could it could work the other way. They could slow each other up instead of catching Hamilton, in my opinion. So Chet, I mean, look, I I I like him. Um, you know, I see the Botas value, but at forty percent better money. I mean, this isn't plus one hundred to plus one ten. This is plus one hundred to plus one forty. This is a big big gap. Um, and while I wouldn't certain, you can't ever be surprised to see Valtteri Botas standing on the podium. Um, and by the way, it's just gotten to the point where Botas is just cuckled. Like you see Lewis standing there, you hear the British anthem, you hear the German anthem, you hear whatever. And Botas is just standing there being blonde and pretty and just being like, hi. And then finish. he watches like, Toto Wolf, Toto Wolf hug Hamilton and he feels sad. Yep. And other people who Toto Wolf hugs after races, and we'll be getting into why this is so interesting here on the Toto Wolf episode. Wow, but yeah, really buttering this up. It, I, it's, it's so crazy to me. And we just found out. We just found out. So, uh, yeah, I like Checo at, at 40%, at a 40% premium to Botas for the three you, hole. You know. The talk about Perez, Verstappen, how they'll gel when they're actually racing each other because we didn't get to see it. It got me thinking. Thinking back to the to the Hamilton-Rosberg days. Nico! Just pure anarchy within a team. Just two drivers that did not give a shit about team orders or if, if they wrecked the other driver. That is when, in the hybrid era, it was the most fun to watch because there was always... Ferrari was up there wasn't as fast but there's all they were always fighting which slowed them up which let people catch up for more interesting races and there's always the opportunity they were they'd come together like in barcelona in like 2014 or something and yeah each other it would, it would be fun and i and i think this is why there's never any been any real talk of botas losing his seat there was like a second of it but the fact is, why would Toto Wolf bring in a racer to really challenge Hamilton when Hamilton's dusting the field and Botas is a perfectly capable podium driver? That's exactly what you want if you're a team principal. You oh, want yeah. he's, one he's guy killing said, everyone. He's come out and said they won't they won't have another Hamilton Rosberg type driver lineup. Yeah. And they they love that. That's why. That's why, you know, that's why they didn't go after Vettel. That's why they didn't go after Checo. That's why they didn't go after Ricardo or any of these guys who are arguably better drivers than, uh, than Botas. They love that they don't have to worry about those two going at it because Lewis is just in a different league than Botas. Um, what, a, what a kick and, in the knockers to Botas, though. We won't – Toto yeah. came out and said we won't have another Hamilton-Rosberg – like team yeah basically says you're not world championship material botas knows it 
he can get out there on, on, on Drive to Survive and talk about wanting to win a world championship all that he wants. But until he starts actually contending to win, you know, more than one or two races a year and, you know, maybe three or four poles, this is the perfect situation for, for Toto Wolf. He's got a dominant driver and a solid driver, and the two don't, you know, you got Verstappen sandwiched in there nicely. But this is why, you know, the emerging Red Bull and the re-emerging Ferrari could make things so interesting because now Lewis might need more help, theoretically. They might need a more seasoned, better driver to help keep Verstappen off of his tail. And at that point, do they have to go out and find someone who is a better driver than Valtteri Bottas to do team driving? And then will a better driver be so comfortable just being, you know, Robin to Lewis Hamilton's Batman? I Well, I think that as long as Hamilton's at Mercedes, Russell's stuck at Williams. I don't think he gets promoted one, until Lewis retires. You don't think that they bring, like, that Lewis maybe gets to the point where he's like, this is my last couple of years in F1. Maybe not my last year, but, like, you know, I'm not going to be driving F1 at 40. I'm not Tom Brady or whatever. Um, and then they say, okay, George Russell – we're going to bring you up. You know you're going to be the number two driver. You're not even the 1A. You're going to learn from Lewis Hamilton. You're going to block for him. We're going to team drive. And then you're the heir apparent. You'll be the number one driver. And I feel like George Russell is the kind of guy who would be who would be with the program. I, I could see that happening. If, if Hamilton signs another one-year deal, get Russell in like next year or the year after, I could see it happening. And then Botas ends up at, uh, you know, Alfa Romeo or back at Williams, driving alongside Nicholas Latifi and all of the money in the world and none of the skill. Nicky Teef. All right. And his father, our non-sponsor, who totally, totally ignored us. Yeah, I I sent him multiple letters, like handwritten. They were nice. Wiz Latifi totally ignoring us. Anyway. All right, I think I think this might be my favorite my favorite bet of of the weekend. So it's both drivers to finish in the top ten. Let's uh, let's see what do we have here. Okay, I my lock for this weekend is both McLarens to finish in the top ten at minus one thirty five. I think they are the strongest midfield team. I think they have two solid drivers, Lando's. I mean, you can still call him a little bit inexperienced, but Danny Rick is a seasoned driver. Um, they didn't have a great showing last year here, especially in qualifying. I think it was like 10th and 11th or 9th and 10th. But with the new Mercedes engine, after seeing in Bahrain, Danny Rick still being getting adjusted to the car, but still holding his own. I think this is a lock. Minus 135. I'll be riding it. All, all weekend, all year, if they keep giving it to me. And then also, I think there's another thing, another team I'm looking at is Ferrari at minus 120. So a little bit better odds. Again, increased engine from last year. You have Leclerc, who's who drives beyond his years. You have Carlos Sainz, veteran driver of F1. I, I, and after seeing how Aston Martin and AlphaTauri... Uh, 
race last uh, last week or last race. I think that's pretty good value as well. What are you thinking? So I I hate taking minus money. I love plus money. I love value. I agree with you. In my mind, McLaren is probably the most likely to finish double top 10. But for me, Aston Martin at plus 250 is insane value. Um, much as I hated him coming in, um, uh, Lance Stroll has shown like, yeah, you know, daddy's rich and he owns the team, but Lance Stroll can drive a car. All right. Lance Stroll showed us last race. There is no reason to ever bet against Lance Stroll placing in the top 10. I, 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 I believe that he is a solid points finisher every week. So now what we're talking about is Sebastian Vettel. The, the complete enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a puzzle, wrapped in a hard candy shell that is the three-time world champion, right? Three or four? Four, I think. I think four with Red Bull. Multiple-time world champion, Sebastian Vettel. Um, I, I don't know where he is. No one knows where he is. He was so bad last, last race. Started in the back of the field, but didn't really even make his way up. But right now, this this is what I'm looking at. Does Sebastian Vettel have what it takes anymore? Because Lance Stroll has shown us that Vettel is sitting in a race car that has the ability to do this, right? This is not a, a bottom-of-the-field car. But we saw it last year. We saw Leclerc placing several times where Vettel didn't have the car. So, you know, was that because Vettel was in a terrible mind, mindset because Ferrari fired him? I don't know. This this might be my last ditch effort to ride with Sebastian Vettel because if you're giving me plus 250 and I believe that Lance Stroll is a a pretty good value to finish top 10, you're telling me that I'm getting plus 250 on Sebastian Vettel finishing in the points? To me, this is just a question of is Sebastian Vettel done? Is he finished? Because if he's not, then plus 250 as a top 10 is an unbelievable value to me. So I'm, I'm afraid because Vettel has the ability to finish 17th right now in any given week. He showed it all season last year, and he showed it in Bahrain. He can still, you know, crap the bed. But at plus 250 – where Lance Stroll seems to me to be a good, if not safe, but good bet to finish in the points. Sebastian Vettel, uh, I'm just looking at plus 250 to finish top 10, and I love that value. Well, here's, but here's, right. what, I'm, here's what I'm thinking with, with this bet. So let's just, a given can be the Mercedes and Red Bull. They're both, Mercedes is minus 300, Red Bull is minus 275. I think we can confidently say that they're going to both cars will be in the top 10. There's four places gone. I think McLaren both are going to be in the top 10. That's six places gone. That leaves Ferrari, AlphaTauri, Aston Martin, and maybe Alpine if they pick it up. Vying for four positions for eight drivers. I just don't see... I can, I can see Stroll in there for those last four. I can't see Vettel out racing Leclerc, Sainz, Yuki Tsunoda, Pierre Gasly, Ocon, Alonso. I think I think there's so much talent in the midfield 
in I think it's confident it's easy to say Vettel's lacking in confidence right now. And that's something you need dearly in F1. And I just I don't want to say he doesn't have the drive anymore, but it just doesn't look like he he's got it. It's it compared to those those next eight drivers that are vying for those four spots, I just don't see him picking one up. Yeah, look, this this is this is make or break for me. If Vettel finishes 16th, I'm done. But th- this week, where I still have a little bit of faith left in the four-time, I think, world champion, you're giving me plus 250, I'm going to take it. But this might be the last time that I bet on Sebastian Vettel. I think I think that's fair to say because you can you could say that that the preseason testing was bad because of reliability issues and they didn't get as much time as everyone else. You can say that carried over to Bahrain. Now we're getting into, I mean, the second, third race, he's getting adjusted to the car. I think it's a bit early to to say this is my last bet on Vettel. I would give that next week, next race, maybe the race after three or four to get fully yeah. in gear with the car. I'm done with him. Yeah. After, after, after watching him get so severely outraced by Leclerc all season last year, if, if he shows again, you know, he's got, he's got a solid seat. No one's questioning, you know, no one's firing Sebastian Vettel. Um, so, and he's got a good car except for the stupid pink stripe. On it. Um, I this this is it. If if Sebastian Vettel cannot finish in a points position here, I'm I'm done with him unless unless something happens, right? Someone takes him out, you know, tire explodes, you know, 14 second pit stop, things that are outside of his control. But if Sebastian Vettel just gets outraced by the entire midfield, I'm done. But at plus 250, I like the value for now. Well, Let's. I I just looked this up because I was interested. I don't know. I don't know if his seat is safe. His so no I just no no. It's up. not. It's definitely not safe if he keeps racing like this. But it's not like Ferrari where he knew that they were actively shopping his replacement all okay. season long. Yeah. I, I but just no, his seat up. is not safe. Lawrence Lawrence Stroll is not going to sit back and have one of his cars placing below 10th all season long. If he does this all year, I'm not the only one who's going to be done with Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. So at Ferrari, it, it's thought that his contract was around $53 million. Aston Martin for 2021, $17 million. So, I mean... Yeah. They, so he's I, cheaper. He's cheaper, but we've we've said this. You know, anyone who's watched Drive to Survive, Lawrence Stroll is not about value. Lawrence Stroll is not about good effort. Lawrence Stroll is about winning races eventually. And right now, what I think he's about is points. And next year, I think he'll be about podiums. And the year after that, I think he's going to be about wins. And, you know, 17 million versus having to bring in, you know, uh, you know, bring back Alex Albon or bring in a driver and pay him 20 instead of 17 or 30. If that driver is podium, I don't think Lawrence Stroll will hesitate for a second. Oh, absolutely not. He's ready to shell out for for trophies. All right, let's move on. 
let's move on though. We haven't talked about Total Wolf in a hot second, and this is the Total Wolf Toto. episode. Let's just bring bring him up again. I gotta see Toto. Oh wait, no, I want the gif. I'm talking to myself because I'm the editor. I want the gif of him slamming the desk real hard. Have you ever seen that? I have, but also I'm a little so like I have terrible hair, um, and so like now now we gotta leave it off. Um, I have terrible hair, and so people with fantastic hair like you, you freaking jerk, piss me off. And I also sort of like have man crushes on them, which was about like Antonio Giovinazzi, like whoosh. Um, Toto Wolf also has amazing Austrian hair, and so the Toto Wolf episode has to, at some level, have pictures of Toto Wolf and his like slick back. It's okay, I woke up like this, no big deal hair. And eventually, and he owns third, does anyone know this? He owns a third of the Mercedes Patronus team. All right, come on, keep it down. They'll they'll learn about it. They'll learn. Toto we're just Wolf. teasing them. We're just teasing them. If my right. name were Toto Wolf, I'd be good at shit too. It just comes with the name, dude. It's a cool name. Toto is not a cool name, but Wolf is a cool name. If I were Alex Wolf, fuck yeah. Toto sounds cool in front of Wolf though. No, like, it doesn't. Imagine it was, imagine it it was Toto Dubin. That sounds like your yeah, parents hate you. Crap. But Toto like, Wolf? But even, but even Toto Wolf is a stupid name, except because it's a dog. It's a little dog from a movie, but it's one of those things where he is a god, so it sounds really cool, right? Like, it just, it it's, it works because he has made it work. But, like, Wolf is an awesome last name, and anyone who's seen Pulp Fiction knows that, like, just chill the fuck out. I'm calling the wolf. So, yeah. all right, chill the fuck out. This is the Total Wolf episode. The Total Wolf podcast. Just, just sit back, grab a beer, and <laughs> hear us talk about Total Wolf for an hour. All right, a bet that I think I'm, I'm either going to dabble a little bit on. I think a value play, or just stay away completely. Oh. Fastest lap of the race. This... I love when you dabble. I know. I'm a dabbler. That was bad. Um, for those uh, listening instead of watching, you're the one dabbed. with the girlfriend. I'm the one who can't get a girl. Just so you know, viewers, <laughs> that that crap has like this beautiful blonde girl, like just like, and and I I fucking this is terrible. Total wolf, help me. I'm well, Austrian. Going back, I am Russian and Austrian. That's what my family is. So, Toto, hook a brother up. Let's go. Yes. We'll get him on, and he'll give you some advice. Okay, let's talk about fastest lap. This Fine. is really interesting to me. And so, let's just go, let's go top four. Verstappen, plus 135. Hamilton, plus 200. Botas, plus 400. Perez, plus 800. Norris is plus 2,200, which he got it last year, I'm pretty sure. But are are these lines so weird because of, like, the variance in in setting the fastest lap, do you think? Yeah, well, so you, you, you have to – so my question to you is, does fastest lap in this bet have to be top 10? I mean, it, it doesn't matter because the fastest lap is always in the top 10 because someone goes for it in the top 10. So fastest lap often 
you know, the, the reason that Lewis is not – where is Lewis? Plus Lewis 200. is plus 200. So the reason that, you know, Lewis and Max are not super high up on this is that if they're way ahead, someone else in the top 10 will do a tire change, put on the softs with, you know, almost no fuel left to steal a point on the fastest lap inside the top 10. And that's why there's so much variance. To me, taking one of the favorites here is a waste. Like, that, if yeah, you're that's exactly get, what I was going to say. If you're going to get, for me, the pick here is Lance Stroll. Like, Lance Stroll at plus, does that say 15,000? Yes, 150 What the hell? The idea that Lance Stroll might be in the top 10, but not competing for the podium, and then able to put on the red stripes at the end and do this at 15,000? Like, my auto bet here is Lance Stroll plus 15,000 for the fastest lap. It's insane. Lock it in. Lock it in. What is that? What does $100 get you at plus 15,000? 15,000. Ah, damn it. Stupid, simple math. So, like, how do you not make that bet? I don't even know if I, I like, like him for it. Like, maybe I'll throw a dollar. I, I probably is... like Ricardo better. I probably like Norris better. But like at plus fifteen thousand, sure, why not? Lance Stroll plus fifteen thousand. Let's go. All right, let's uh, let's get away from the thousands for a second. I think the play here is Botas or Perez, plus four hundred, plus eight hundred, respectively. The, let's, let's I don't think. like so both. The, I don't like both. I don't like top, Botas. The top he did it last week. Yeah, I mean, I guess I like Botas for the for the exact reason that I like Perez as the number three because if he's not in it for the podium, why not do it? And he'll probably be gapping the next guy to have enough time to exactly. make you know to lose twenty three seconds on the pit stop or whatever you lose here, um, and then be able to come out on reds. So, yeah, I guess so. That makes sense. So, I think it's it's the top four, the top two teams, Red Bull and Mercedes, gap the field. And if they're not catching the car in front, if they're five seconds back, six seconds back, they're, go- they're going to be over a pit stop away from the rest of the field, most likely. The reason I don't like Lance Stroll is because that midfield's going to be so tight, I think, this race, that he won't have the chance to, to do that extra. I completely agree with you. Your your reasoning is sound. But at plus 15,000, the potential true. that that, the potential that there is a wreck or that, you know, four of those midfield cars aren't in it or that Lance Stroll is one of the people who helps gap the field. At plus 15,000, this is a guy who's been on the podium before. He can race that car. Plus 15,000, I, I am putting that down because I didn't even know that. I didn't see that. I screwed up on our prep. I'm telling you right now, after we are done recording this podcast, I'm putting down $100 on Lance Stroll at plus 15000 And if that hits when we do our thing next week, I will do some sort of weird, balding Jewish celebration dance. Will you sing in Hebrew for us? Yes. For fifteen, for fourteen thousand nine hundred dollars in profit, I will 
freaking sing in Hebrew. I will sing in Hebrew. I will sing in cold brew. I will sing in any kind of brew at a $14,900 rev return. I will do these things. I like it. I I just saw this too, so we both messed up on our prep. So Sebastian Vettel... Sebastian Vettel is at plus $25,000, and he is tied for last place with the likes of Mazepin, Latifi, Schumacher, Raikkonen, Russell, Ocon, and Giovinazzi. Well, that's, that's, that shows why the both drivers to top 10 is plus 250 for Aston Martin. They really don't believe that Vettel has the speed to do this. They don't right. believe in him at all. Um, so that's, that's just the question of, look, Vettel is another great pick. If you think Vettel can finish in the top 10, I might put a hundred down on stroll and a hundred down on Vettel and, and, you know, just basically this have be the Red Bull weekend. And if Vettel does what I hope he does, you know, that's, that's more singing balding Jewish territory. I'm putting down a hundred dollars on both of them. Big Aston Martin guy over here. Big ass. Just get rid of the stupid pink stripe. Then they'll that be faster. And the mission, that and the, yeah, that and the mission will no green. Get rid of it. Be done with it. You're, you're embarrassing yourself. Everyone, everyone will be happy because of that. Okay. Embarrassing yourself. An interesting one that I, that I hit last week, safety car. So last week, yes, for a safety car to be called out was minus 175. This week, yes, is minus three ten, and well, I let's think be that's clear. two different two different bets: safety car and virtual safety car. Right, and both, we saw bets. we saw both last uh, last week, and we saw both last year at Imola. So I think the 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 really heavy juice at minus three ten on the safety car is a mixture of a really. The, the the lower teams having younger drivers, Schumacher, Mazepin, Yuki Tsunoda, um, and, you know, Mazepin didn't make it through three corners last week, but also the track, right? It's a, it's a pretty narrow track. There's a lot of, a lot of chances to, to crash somewhere that would need a safety car. Very I, different from Bahrain, which was right. a lot of straightaways and a lot of room and, you can yeah. run into stuff and people at Imola. Uh, I think the bet here for me is is virtual safety car, yes, at plus 120. I think the FIA is trying to push for more virtual safety cars to not slow down the race as much, not a two or, two or three lap um, slowdown, but maybe half a lap to a lap slowdown. Uh, I think at plus money, we saw it last year, we saw it last week. I think I think that's what I'm going to be riding for this one. So plus 120 virtual safety car is a lock for me. Um, it just is. Um, you know, I, I don't, betting against a safety car, a real safe, like I, I don't like betting against safety cars because this is F1 and it doesn't, as we saw last race, it doesn't take an accident for someone to screw up at 190 miles an hour and, and, you know, go off the track or do whatever. And then it's, you know, safety car, virtual safety car, something comes out. So, um, I mean, I'm surprised that virtual safety car, no, is minus 155. 
Um, but I, 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 I like the virtual. I, I think that's, if I had to guess, it would be the track. There's not a lot of runoff area like Bahrain. So if there is yeah. something, maybe it needs the full safety car, but we'll see. And talking about people crashing, I guess Nikita Mazepin is even money to just finish the race. Just finish. Yeah, well, I I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to bet on that. But if I did, I'd bet against him. Because this is a guy who couldn't finish turn one last time. Who, who you know, I mean, talk about driver error. It, it's like there was something about turning the wheel that he couldn't figure out. Um, I feel badly for the guy, except he makes more money per race than I'll make in the rest of my life, even as a rookie. So, no. Matt... <laughs> What what a disaster. What a disaster the bottom of the field is. You know, what a disaster Haas in particular and Williams. Like, it's just so bad. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be And I feel terrible for George Russell official... if he weren't the heir apparent at Mercedes. That's true. I'm going to make an official pick. I'm locking him. I'm on my pick screen. Nikita Mazepin to finish the race at even money plus 100. I think after last week, he didn't complete a qualifying lap. He didn't finish. He didn't make it one lap in the race. I think he's taking it easy. He's. I think he thinks I can finish twentieth as long as I finish. It's gonna be it. It's gonna be better. I think. I don't. Gunther, I think. I don't think... got in his face and said, "Listen here, asshole. I know your dad gives us money, but stop making us spend money on a new car every week." Yeah. Well. Yeah. Gunther is in a tough position. I don't think the Formula One drivers have that setting. You like I, I don't think they, I don't think that they have. Let I think I think that they have. Let's finish in the points. I think they have. Let's finish on the podium. Um, I don't think that F1 drivers have the. You know, please God, let me. You know, not scratch the car. I, I don't think that's there. I don't think you get to Formula One even with Daddy's money. I don't think you get there with that. So. Um, and I don't know that that I don't know that that approach helps you. Um, yeah, my my money is on Mazepin not to finish. I feel really bad about that. It feels like you're standing at the craps table and you're betting on the don't pass line, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, fuck you." But like, I I just for the same way. I mean, not the same way, but in a similar way that that Lewis Hamilton hasn't shown me any reason to believe that he's not just always going to win. I I based on that last race and based on practice and like. Nikita Mazepin has shown me no reason to believe that he can finish a Formula One race more often than he can not finish a Formula One race. We're going to see. We're gonna Sorry, Nikki. I'm, ex I'm excited for that one. But I think... Sorry, Nikki. I, I know I said another one I really like, or that I just think is really interesting, is the total number of drivers to finish the race. It's set at 16 and a half, and I think that's... From what I saw last year and this year, I think that's just what they have it at, 16 and a half, most of the time. So over 16 and a half cars, which, so three cars can crash, is at plus one set, uh, plus 105. In under, meaning four more cars will crash, minus 135. Last year at Imola, there were 15 finishers. In last race, there were 16 finishers at Bahrain. One of those was Alonzo, who got, like, a candy bar wrapper stuck in his radiator and overheated. One of them was Mazepin. But 
I took the time I went through last year, the average was 16.64 drivers. So it's kind of spot on to finish, but or leaning more towards the over 16 and a half to finish. But that was with some really big outliers. So there was a race where 11 cars finished. There was a race that 12 cars finished. If you just mark each race as yes, over 16 and a half or no, under 15, 16 and a half, 11 out of the 17 races had over 16 and a half drivers finish, which is 64.7%. And if they're going to give me plus money on over 16 and a half, I'm going to be taking that every week just based off historic historics. 100% with you. Um, as, as much as the Haas and Williams drivers minus George Russell have the ability to not finish any race for any reason. Um, I, I agree with you. Just if you if you stick to the bet and you don't get pissed off when you lose three weeks in a row, but you realize that this is a 17-week season and you stick with the bet over 16 and a half, you're going to do well. And and there are some like – so I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not betting over 16 and a half at Monaco. Not going to do it. So, you you know, you you – once in a while, maybe you deviate and you realize that you might pay the price for deviating. But at a track like Bahrain, which was basically I-95, 16 and a half seemed like a lock to me. Imola is less like that, but still not Monaco. Um, but I, I agree with you. On any given week, minus Monaco, I like plus 16 and a half. And Especially if that's funny. Yeah, I... I, I just, I think historically, you know, people, I think this is priced like, like overs are priced, right? Like I, obviously this isn't confirmed, but bookmakers think what they want to set the over under at, and then they like add a point or two because everyone loves betting overs. People for better or for worse, like to see race cars crash. And they want to, yep. they want to bet on it. They're like, oh yeah, I've seen some big F1 crashes. Obviously less, yeah. less than 16 and a half cars are going to finish. Yep. So I agree with you. I so think it's, I think it's a, a little over. bit. Yeah. I'm locking it in. All right. We're in the, we're in the home stretch here. Both cars to finish the race. Alex, let, give me yours because I think I think yours is a lock. I think it's what you think on this is is perfect. So we're we were looking at Haas plus one seventy five, which makes me want to laugh out loud, and Aston Martin at minus one thirty five. Um, I like this is like my Aston Martin week. Like I'm I'm gonna live and die by the James Bond mobile this week. Um, I like Aston Martin at minus 135, although to be honest, I don't really ever like minus money. So like, but the problem is the only team that's plus money to finish both is Haas. And like, I just, I, how, how can you, how can you pick both Haases to finish the race? Like poor Gene Haas. It just, just no, just not going to happen. I mean, and, and the worst, maybe the, maybe the worst pick that I have seen on this entire board is Williams at minus 225 to both finish. Like you're, you're, so now we're basically back on Latifi. Can you, like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. But if I, I, I don't like this bet because 
you know, Mercedes minus 500, Red Bull minus four, like, come on. Um, so I would, I would fade this bet entirely, but if I had to make the bet, Aston Martin minus 135, um, it seems like a good one to me. You know, I don't know if Vettel's going to be top 10, but I think he's going to finish the race. Um, same thing with, with Lance Stroll, except I do think he's going to top 10. So Aston at minus 135 seems like the value play if you absolutely positively have to make this bet. I, I don't understand that the line of Aston Martin minus 135 at, at all. So you're telling me that Williams, Alfa Romeo, Alphatari, Alpine are all... Those are all minus 225, minus 225, minus 200, minus 185. How is there that much more juice on those teams than Aston Martin? Racing Point last year didn't have reliability issues. Nothing at Bahrain set besides maybe Vettel sporadically rear-ending Ocon, but that didn't knock him out. Nothing at Bahrain. The only thing that, that could maybe point to this line is that they had reliability issues at testing, which is not uncommon. I... They're not a team, that, they're not a team that's going to save the engine if they're running out of the points and just retire. They're Lawrence Stroll. We talked about earlier. They want to go for the kill. Like I, I don't understand it. And I'm going. I'm I, going I to hammer this. Think you, I think you may have just hit on it though. Like maybe Vettel is like Ricky Bobby at this point, right? Like you know, in Talladega Nights, they're like. The big track at Talladega where the big wreck is going to happen, and it's not a matter of if or when, it's a matter of who, and it's Ricky Bobby. Like, maybe Sebastian Vettel crashing into Ocon, and of course acting like it was Ocon's fault yeah. on the radio. That was my favorite. What's wrong with this guy? Wait, 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 wait. We'll, 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 play the, we'll play the clip and the audio. One sec. Give it a few seconds. Oh, my God. Why did you have to change line? I lock up, he changes line. Alright, it'll be in there. And so, yeah, Vettel, Vettel causing an accident and then acting like it wasn't his fault, which is amazing to me. But maybe that's it. Maybe all of this, like, Aston Martin hatred goes to the idea that Sebastian Vettel is on the ragged edge, he's on the wrong side, and he's just going to, like, start running into people and causing accidents and not finishing the race and like bringing out safety cars. And, and this whole thing just like revolves around the beginning of the end of the great Sebastian Vettel. I think Vegas really does not like Seb. It doesn't seem like it, but it's a, it, they're a competent team. They put together a car that's not going to fall apart. Maybe like a Haas or a Williams would. i I'm probably going to lock this one oh, in as well. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Oh, and as you were talking, we can bet on the first driver to retire or and the first car to retire, like first constructor. So Nikita Mazepin, the overwhelming <laughs> favorite at plus 500. The next closest is Mick Schumacher, Nicholas Latifi, and Sebastian Vettel at plus 900. What in Haas is plus two seventy five, Aston Martin plus five fifty. What 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 do you think about this? Why is Aston Martin being lumped in with Haas? 
Either either they really know something about the car that we don't, or once again, this is this is Vegas telling us that Sebastian Vettel is fucking done because no one thinks that Lance Stroll is going to have these problems. Lance Stroll is a competent, competitive Formula One driver. So if you think the first car to retire from the race is going to be an Aston Martin, you're saying it's Sebastian Vettel. And I think that what you're saying is that, like, he's just turned into a dangerous driver who's going to run into people and bitch about it. Um, the idea that that Aston Martin is plus 550 and Haas, I mean, I just, I don't know. I Maybe this happens. And if it happens, I think that it is asked this, that it's, what's going to happen is all of it's going to be Lance Stroll. We're going to come on the show next week, and I'm just going to look like an ass. But um, if I have to, you know... I, the, the first car to retire from the race being an Aston doesn't seem right to me. Plus 275 for the Haas. That, that's a lock. <laughs> that, that just, um, it, then, it's tempting you. It's tempting. And then first driver to retire. I, I like either Mazepin or Latifi. Um, and then Yuki Tsunoda at plus 1400 hasn't given me a reason to believe that he is going to, you know, last I like all three of those bets. I don't really like any of these bets because they're so – part of it is so random, right? That first yeah. crash happens and, like, who gets caught up in the first wreck? Well, I don't know. Anyone who anyone who qualifies, you know, T9 to T15 is in deep shit. So, uh, you know, I don't like the bet in itself. But if I have to hit it, Mazepin, Latifi, and Soda – um, and then first car to retire has got to be Haas. Got to be a Haas. Oh, I, Haas. I agree. So sad. All right. So sad. We'll come to the end. That's the end of our the bets that we thought had the most value or were the funniest, i.e. Haas or Mazepin to retire first. I want to get your predictions for qualifying, and then I want to get your predictions for the race. So how do you want to do this? You want to do like top five or top three? I think we do top three. Okay. I think we can do top top, three. Top three qualifying top five race. Let's do that. So I mean, but the thing is that it's boring. So like, you know, I've got I've got uh I got Lewis taking pole, then Max, then uh you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Checo taking taking third in uh you know what? No, scratch that. Lewis, Max and Valtteri in qualifying, but I think we have Lewis, Max, um, Checo in uh, in the actual race, and then let's say Valtteri and Charles Leclerc, four and five. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do Max, Hamilton, Perez for qualifying. Otas fourth, probably. And then I'm going to go, I think it's going to be a Red Bull one too. Max, Perez, Hamilton. Uh, I got to give it to Botas for four. And then I'm going to round it up with, uh, give me me Lando. Give me Lando in fifth. I like Lando. I like me some Lando. Hey, Harrison. Hey Alex. Where would our vast and 
and I'm going to assume sexy viewer base go to find the better off app. Well, I believe they would they would if they can't go down to their local bodega right now, it'd be the Google Play or Apple Store for free. And how much is it going to how much is it going to cost them to download? I mean, it's got to be like 50, 60, 70 grand to download, right? Let me let me just check our 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 company reports. No, it's free. It's free. It's free. It is. Oh wow. Free. Okay. And then but like that's that's like the like the hook them in and then they can't do anything, right? Like you can't actually do anything on the better off platform for free, right? Cuz that's crap. Actually, I just talked to our developers before this call. You can do most things on this app for free. You get a really, lot of really deep deep analytics and statistics on the blockchain. Wow. You can follow anyone you want to that has a free room, you can track your plays, and hey, if you're good enough, you can make your money too. For free? All for free. That's the only crazy. Thing you'll ever pay for this, is if you yeah. want to. Whoever's running this company has clearly lost his mind. Like I, the like the my pillow guy, but like not not really like that, because that guy's fucking scary. Today's okay. show is sponsored by Toto Wolf and not that guy and anyone else but the my pillow guy mike mike something or uh, yeah bad bad for you i, I know that bad. we're not supposed to alienate any of our user base because like people do live in minnesota and people are like fans of that guy but like i say this to you now if you're a fan of that guy you you can turn us off i don't care screw you and the crazy ass pillow horse you rode in on I, I wonder more. if you're gonna. I wonder. I wonder if you're gonna edit that out. I'm not gonna edit it out because because you know what we got to make a stand at some point. Yeah, and in the my all, pillow guy is where we make the damn. stand. And all the corporations are making a stand, so why can't we? Yeah, that's right. Voting rights and screw that guy. Exactly. That's where we stand here. And better off. All right, for I've free. One, I've one more play that is comically <laughs> under, like. So, Lance Stroll fastest lap is plus fifteen thousand, right? Yep. Schumacher and Russell just both score points is plus nine thousand. Which of those Schumacher, is more likely? Schumacher and George Russell. I I I mean I like the plus nine thousand. You know I like the value, but I don't know. Two guys, you know. One's a rookie, um, you know. The other's both are in inferior. Both are in inferior cars. Um, you know, I. There is not I don't know enough which is, juice on this. I need at least plus twenty thousand for to make this. Yeah, play. I I don't know which is actually more likely, but if I have to choose between the two from a value perspective, give me Lance Stroll at plus fifteen thousand. And give me Seb at plus, what was it, 25 for 25. fastest lap? Give me $200 to put down there and make either 25 grand or 15 grand. And then it's balding Jewish dance time. Hell yes. All right, I'm seeing one more bet at the bottom of the page. Minus 500 total wolf to be voted the sexiest team principal. Uh, it's a lock. It's a lock. lock. It it's a I'm lock. Mortgaging can we talk about pick. Toto? Can we please can we talk about can Toto? Let's talk about okay. Toto. Here are things that I learned about Toto Wolf today. Number one, Toto Wolf is worth roughly half a billion U.S. dollars. Number one. 
Number two, Toto Wolf owns roughly 33% of the Mercedes Patronus AMG team. Okay. Number three, Toto Wolf is Austrian and not German. Did not know that. Much love to my Austrian brother. Number three, and this, nope, this, number four. this is the big number one. Four. Number, number four. four. Number third thing that I learned is that they're actually, you can't do three twice, it's four. The fourth thing that I learned today is that Toto Wolf is married to Claire Williams. Okay, for legal purposes, not actually. It's just his wife right, looks, just, just looks just like Claire Williams. Show the picture. Show They're a up. picture of Claire Williams. Show a picture of, uh, is it Susan Wolf? I think so. Something it's like that. Susie Wolf, who is a race car driver. Good for her. Um, but like, also show the show the Days of Thunder picture where she's rocking like the uh, the the mirror shades and she's like walking with her hair in the wind and shit. Days no, of Thunder Toto picture. Wolf, Toto Wolf is married to the doppelganger of former Williams F1 principal and owner and and principal owner Claire Williams, daughter of Sir Frank Williams. It's her doppelgangers. Total Wolf is married to Claire Williams' doppelganger. How often do you think this has happened? Where like Total Wolf comes like Austrian prancing into a room, and Claire Williams is there because you know they cross paths, and like Total Wolf is walking around and you know drinking a Schlitz and doing whatever he's doing, and he's like, "Yeah, my wife's pretty hot. I want to still show her that I'm into her." And then he comes up and like pats her on the ass, and oh shit, it's Claire Williams. Honestly, might have happened more than once. Might have happened like last week. We don't know. He is married to his wife, Susie Wolf, who is not Claire Williams, but who might actually be Claire Williams. It's still up for debate. We are leading the conspiracy. We need answers here at Better Off. What is he afraid of? Come on the podcast and prove us wrong. Come on the podcast, Total Wolf. And while you're coming on the podcast, Cut us a check because we are begging rich oh, people for money. Yes, it is our favorite part of the show. Begging rich people for money. And as we have just gone over, in addition to being married to someone who looks like someone else, Total Wolf is worth what we in the finance world call a buttload of money. That is a financial term. I learned it in my four years of college, yes. Yep, my macroeconomics professor at the University of Virginia tested us on that buttload of money metric fuck ton of money or as max verstappen would call it fuck you money yeah i think it makes sense they're fine putting logos all over their car put our logo on your car i'm gonna do it again better off mercedes (laughs) freaking total wolf and we'll put your awesome hair we have to do a total wolf versus antonio giovinazzi who has better hair off Oh, I like that. I like that. I think I think we could do a whole show doing weird competitions between F1 figures. We absolutely could. And the winner gets to bend Max Verstappen's stupid flat-billed hat. Bend the yes. hat! Bend the damn hat, Max. Hashtag this is why Toto won't put you on Mercedes. Hashtag bend the hat, Max. I understand that our, our millions of fans in the Netherlands wearing their orange are going to be like, no, you can't tell Max to do anything. And I understand that. Okay, the Netherlands, I'm going to allow it. You guys are cool with whatever he does. All right, not unlike we in America are cool with whatever Dave Chappelle does. It's cool because he's your national treasure. 
and like Nick Cage is our national treasure. But like everyone else, hashtag Ben the Hat. Ben the Hat, Max. You think you're ever going to be? You think you're ever going to be like Lewis is about to become a knight of the British Empire? You think you're ever going to be a knight of the Dutch Empire and get unlimited weed brownies with a flat billed hat? No. No. And the Netherlands fans, we're sorry. Keep your orange on. Go watch some soccer. Yeah. This slander goes I on. love my favorite thing about the Netherlands. This is the Netherlands and this is Australia. Two things that I love. Their their main like recognizable color scheme has nothing to do with their flag, right? So the we'll we'll show the we'll show the uh, the Netherlands flag, the Dutch flag, right there. Okay, yeah. red, white, and blue. Not orange. And it's not even orange if you combine them. It's not some sort of mashup. It would be like light purple, um, or as Keanu Reeves would say on Celebrity Jeopardy, light purple. Okay. Australia actually has the union, and this is another thing, Australia, you are not a British colony anymore, okay? We, America, used to be a British colony, and then it stopped, and we took the Union Jack off of our flag. Kept the colors, took the jack off, okay? Hashtag jack off, all right? You are not a British colony. Take the freaking Union Jack off your flag. New Zealand, you also. You're awesome. Take the freaking thing off, all right? But Australia... Doesn't use red, white, or blue either. If you're an Australian and you go somewhere and you're going to like, woo, like Aussie, 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 it's you use that green and yellow flag with the green flag with the yellow hippity hop kangaroo on it, right? That's awesome. Those are your colors. So that's great. The, the Netherlands and Australia don't give a damn about their flag. They're just like, these colors are cooler because the Netherlands is like, everyone's red, white, and blue. We're going to be orange. Good job, the Netherlands. Australia, you've gotten almost all the way there with the green and the yellow, but like your flag still just reeks of colonialism. Break off the ties. Tell King George where he can stick it and make that kangaroo flag your flag. And even though we are coming after your flags, the Netherlands, Australia, and New Zealand... We love you if there's anyone listening there. Well, and then the New Zealands are like, New Zealand, I feel like what people know about them is the All Blacks, right? Yeah. The rugby team. So, like, even they, their color is kind of black and white. But I just, I think that New Zealand, Australia, and, and, and the Netherlands, three of the coolest countries in the world for all sorts of reasons. The people are awesome. The, the toilet water flushes the wrong way in Australia and New Zealand. You know, the Reverse Coriolis effect, Cor- maybe were the reverse. Someone's the Coriolis effect, named after Bill Coriolis, who invented cyclones. Spinning um, water. <laughs> invented spins. Water didn't spin until Bill. <laughs> um, but what we're saying is be proud of yourselves and be not England. And yes. Union Jack off. Hashtag flat bill. Hashtag Union Jack off. I think that's it. That I couldn't think of a better way to end an episode personally. All right. We're out of time. We were probably out of time a long time ago. Um, everyone, have fun watching the race. Be safe. Social distance. Wear your masks. Uh, the MyPillow guy is a fucking disaster. All right. Until next time, I'm Alex. I'm Harry. Find us on the App Store, the Google Play Store, your bodega, the CVSs, 
schools that are reopening will be there. Maybe not schools. We could get into 